0: Andy Roberts, welcome to the conversation today.
1: Thanks so much, John. I'm really glad to be with you.
0: It is a pleasure to be with you. You're joining us from Pennsylvania. I'm south of Salt Lake City in Utah. And today we're going to be talking about getting in the driver's seat of your own career. I love this topic. I love the idea of of personal ownership and responsibility over taking our career in the direction we want to go. And I'm really fascinated to given the current landscape of the nature of work and organizations and technology, disruptions, all of these sorts of things. The reality is people are shifting careers more now than they ever have in the past. People are going to not only switch jobs, but switch entire careers during their work life. Mm -hmm. Uh, And if that's the case, I mean, you either are going to be acted upon or you're going to be proactively seeking out the type of transitions that you are hoping to have. Uh, So that's what we're going to be exploring together today. As we get started, I wanted to share Randy's bio with everybody. Executive and career life coach Randy Roberts is all about helping professionals become re-energized by their work and attain career fulfillment without compromising what matters most. As a coach, Randy prides herself on helping clients unlock their highest potential and provides them with the tools to get there. She knows the importance of finding balance in her coaching, giving you the push you need to take action and overcome obstacles while simultaneously holding a space for you when you need to pause and breathe and regroup. Randy, it's a pleasure again to have you. Anything else you would like to highlight by way of your background or personal context before we dive on in?
1: No, I think you've summed it up nicely. I guess I'll just mention as a, a backdrop to what we're talking about is one of the reasons that I'm so passionate about this is like you mentioned people changing careers. I myself have had Two distinct careers. My first was 30 years in the pharmaceutical industry, so very much in the corporate world, and I have a lot of clients in that space now in uh, pharma and bio- pharma and biotech. Um, and now I'm obviously an entrepreneur. I run my own coaching business, and so I see the world from a different perspective, and um, bring a lot of that to our discussions and the coaching. Um, I guess I've walked. I've walked my talk.
0: Yeah, wonderful, and. I've done many different things. I can't say I've like completely transitioned, um but I I do multiple things simultaneously. I'm a professor. So my my main number one gig is I'm a full-time professor at the university. Um but that has also afforded me, you know, a home base and the 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 stability to then kind of go out and do other side things and try things out and so that that's something I've done over the last 15 or plus years that I've been in higher education is always you know doing my my main gig my professor gig but trying other things and doing consulting work and cons- and um, doing things like this podcast uh, things that I wouldn't have ever thought about doing before um, but but I really have have loved to do and so I'm, I'm in a bit of a unique space just because I you know I kind of haven't most people don't have like a a professor type of role um like i do um so i am really grateful for that um but i've i've at least dabbled a little bit in what we're going to be talking about today and i appreciate Randy your background and you've lived what we're going to be talking about uh, as have many of those who are listening or watching uh, our conversation all right so as we dive on in um maybe frame up for us your kind of general broad level thinking Around why it's important for us to take hold of the reins of our own career, um, rather than you know kind of allowing it to happen to us. And, and maybe part of what I'm thinking is, as I ask that question is, you know, things have shifted quite a bit, you know, over the last five six decades. I think of my parents' generation or even their parents' generation, and it was much more common for people to, you know, maybe they go straight from high school into an organization and work there most their career, or maybe they go to college and then they go and work in an organization for most of their career. And some people would switch, but it was much more common for people to just kind of have their career path um, set up for them within an organization where they could climb the career ladder within that organization. That's not so common anymore. In fact, it's incredibly rare um, nowadays uh, to see that kind of an opportunity where someone is sticking with the same organization for multiple decades. Um so that's partly why I'm asking the question is like how do you see this this um career development kind of space today perhaps in comparison to how it was in previous decades.
1: Yeah I think it's absolutely the right question because you're absolutely right the the thing and I remember early in my career there were still so many people that went with one company and stayed with that company and I knew for myself that that wasn't the right path and I intentionally made a couple of moves to learn how things were done, other places get best practices from different places and things like that. So I do see people taking, taking control more and sort of forging their own path. And I think it's really important, even if you did stay with a company, nobody's going to look out for you the way you do. Nobody knows you and what you need and what lights you up as well as you do. If you're lucky and you have advocates and bosses that that go to bat for you that's amazing but still you need to take control of that for yourself um and you know even if you're in a big company that has a very well-defined process they have an agenda it it may work to your best interest but they have an agenda to grow you and see what they can get from you and for good and for bad and apply to their business if that fits what you want what you need that's great but you need to know who you are and what you need at different phases of your life and your career in order to find the thing that fits. And so often I work with executives that, you know, maybe on a great track and the work that they're doing that used to excite them now exhausts them. Yeah. The same thing because either the situation may have changed. They may have changed Their outlook may have changed, but when you start to feel that, like I'm a big believer that people deserve to love their work while they're achieving their goals, but you have to take ownership of that for yourself. No one else can do it for you.
0: Yeah, and the reality is, I mean, maybe in previous generations, you know, under a different psychological contract, um, things were a bit different. Maybe, you know, if you're invested in the company, the company will be invested in you and They'll have loyalty to you, and they'll help you progress uh, as you show loyalty to them. That's just not the way it is now. Um, and, and even the best companies, like that, that do foster um, loyalty and who do have commitment and who do have people who want to stay there and work with them for a long time, it, it, the the just general competitive dynamic in today's economy is, is just so fundamentally different than it was um, in past decades that you just can't ever fully count on the organization having loyalty to you. You could be laid off any moment. And we've seen that, you know, in the tech sector over the last year and a half, you know, people who have worked for decades in companies that just love the company. They want to be there. They've given their heart and soul to it. They've helped drive revenue and success, et cetera, et cetera. And then boom, they're laid off. And, it's just the way it is like i i'm not even judging that i'm just saying it's 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 hard and if if that's the way it is you have to know that no one is going to consistently look out for you and your career and your best interests the way you will totally um, and to, and to it might even
1: now. be oh i'm sorry it it might even not be that dramatic john it might not be you're laid off you're cut it might be your boss moves and you get a new boss who doesn't support you in the same way yeah so you yeah, definitely absolutely. have to be your own advocate.
0: Yeah, yeah, and like you said, too, part of this is just we go through life stages, we go through career stages, we have needs and wants and priorities that differ over time, right? Like I think about today, I, people who listen to the podcast know I talk at times about my family. I I have been married for twenty one years. I have six children. Um, my youngest now is ten. My oldest two are in college. So today. Our family situation is fundamentally different than it was, you know, ten years ago or fifteen years ago, while we were having babies and just like in the chaos of all of that. Right now, there's just way more kind of stability <laughs> in our day to day lives than we experienced in the first twenty years of our marriage, um, which brings a lot of benefits. And it, it frankly, it just means there are totally different things that I want and need now than perhaps what. Uh, Was even on my radar, you know, 15 years ago, 10 years ago, whatever. Uh, And that's completely natural, uh, too. So it's, you know, sometimes we talk about midlife crisis, and and people do go through existential crises, you know, at times, and they feel trapped in their career or whatever. Sometimes it really is just a matter of like, what you used to do, you loved, and what you used to do doesn't excite you anymore. And now it's time to make a change or you mastered whatever you used to do that you loved. And part of what you loved was the growth and the development and you've mastered it. And now you're ready to move on to the next thing. Like all of those things can be true simultaneously. And, and if that's the case and we can't necessarily count on our boss looking out for us or our organization, having loyalty and looking out for us, then yeah, we need to keep in mind other options that may mean leaving the company. That may mean navigating a, a lateral move within our company. That may mean starting a side hustle. That may that could mean a lot of things. But ultimately, I guess what we're both trying to hit home is that we just have to take ownership. We can't count on others looking out for us, perhaps the way that it would be really nice if they did. Like I would love it if every organization had that level of loyalty and commitment to their people. It's just not the reality.
1: I think what you're saying is so important, and a lot of it is, yes, we change at different phases of our career, for sure. For example, your level of risk tolerance changes over the course of your career. I find, in general, people can take more risks at the ends of their career, either yeah. at the beginning when the stakes are are less. Right now, you have kids in college. You may be in a place of needing more stability, where later, when the kids are at the stage of life that I'm in empty nester, um, just different phase have done very well and invested well, I can take risks again. So those Mm -hmm. are the kinds of things that you really need to factor in. But I think where it starts is if someone is either not growing anymore, not not as excited about their work, for many reasons, you got to get to the root of why. Because otherwise you may be feeling like a change is right for you, but you may go with you and take the problem with you. Mm-hmm. If you yeah. don't know what you're trying to solve for, how can you possibly find the right situation? So, I think a lot of times it starts with some inner work on what's still working for you, what's missing so that you know to go look for the right thing and not at not the right job, but the right dynamic.
0: Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, and I think, you know, for many people, uh the pandemic acted as a catalyst for what you're talking about, like it just for some people for the first time in a long time, they had the space and the time to take a step back and to reevaluate, um, do that self-assessment, look at their priorities, look at what mattered to them. And when you're in the grind day to day, like you're just pounding away at getting stuff done, um, life runs away with you. I mean, the time just goes faster and faster. And, and And before you know it, you really can be quite unhappy, quite unfulfilled and not even fully realize it or recognize it because you're just so busy and you're just so in the grind. Um, The pandemic, though, uh, was just one example of when people kind of, you know, the external environment imposed upon us this opportunity to reflect and to to prioritize and to check in on our values and what's most important to us. And and we saw like what a lot of people said. I don't want to be commuting two hours a day. I want to spend more time with my family. I don't want to endlessly um, grind for the company, you know, who may not have any commitment or loyalty to me instead, maybe I'm going to start my side hustle, or I'm going to go out and hang my own shingle and do my own thing. We saw so much of that over the last several years. Um, and I'm hoping that maybe people learned the lesson of self-reflection, like that we can do that regular check-in and then it doesn't take a pandemic to kind of urge us to do that, you know, moving forward.
1: I hope not. <laughs> I-, I think it- absolutely to what you're saying. I think it did give people an opportunity to step back and reflect a little bit. There were some companies that seemed to get busier in a way. And I think it may have been trying to keep, make sure people were working. That's another situation, but I think it did give a chance for people to sit back and and reflect a little bit. And I think a good place to start, if I could, I'd like to offer a tool for people. It's free. It's on my website. It's a career satisfaction assessment. If your listeners are feeling like something isn't working as well as it used to, I'm not jumping out of bed the way I used to, whatever that feels like to them, this can be a good place to start trying to figure out what it is that you may what what may still be working for you that you want to look for or or dial up and what you may need to fix to your point, either right where you are or in a different situation. So if people want to get that, go to my website. It's randy with an I, Robertscoaching.com, the resource section. It's there
0: for you free. That's wonderful. And yeah, if we can talk through some of those elements on this assessment, I think that would be also be super helpful. Um, yeah. you know, just so people can start to think around, you know, what does it mean to take control over my career? And everyone's situation is so different and unique. Uh, And so it's not like we can sit here today and say, give advice to, you know, whatever tens of thousands of people might be listening or watching this um, to say, you should do this, this, and this. Like, that's not what we're going to do because your situation is unique. Your family context is unique. Your career dynamics are unique. Um, But there are some principles that we can put in place as we go through that process of self-reflection and as we try to be our own advocate. Um, So maybe you can outline some of those for us and we can talk through that.
1: Yeah, of course, of course. Um, so the way I've laid it out is there's eight pillars that I call them. And I've, there is, this is not published anywhere with peer review and, and statistical analysis and things like this. This is learning from my own clients, my own experience, and talking to a lot of other people that work in professional development. And so some of these things that are most important to people, you've already mentioned one, growth. Growth is very important to a lot of people, not to everyone. And and it's important to recognize that a situation that may have stretched you and that you had to grow into at one point, you may have plateaued. The situation may be different. It may be time to take the next step so that you can get to that back to that growth if that's what you need. That's really important to me. I know that about myself. And now running my own business, I have to find new things to bring in to stretch me when I feel I've mastered things. I think that's true for a lot of people. Um, Something that people may not think of is one of the other dimensions is fun. Mm. Are you enjoying your work? Are you getting fueled by your work? And, and look, most people, even if you would say, yes, that doesn't mean it's every minute, but are you getting enough in the fun bucket in order to really feel good and engaged? Because not just for you yourself, but for a team, that's when everybody's at their best. And those of us that geek out on weird things, what we may call fun, people may not expect, like, you know, whatever that is for you. Um, however you define it, let yourself, you know, give yourself permission to seek it out to make it fun. So that's, that's one thing. And then, you know, can I just comment
0: on that real quick? And, and, you know, it's, it's something, it's kind of a running joke in my marriage. You know, my wife will often say, John, you just, you need to go get a hobby, man, because I I work a lot, you know, and, and I do um, because I have lots of irons in the fire and, and whatnot and I do have some hobbies, but you know, I also have six kids and I'm, you know, so you have like family life, you have work life. I have some hobbies, but you know, I, I, I focus my time on where my priorities are for sure. And you know, there's just some hobbies that I used to do that. I just, they're just not high on my priority list anymore, but that doesn't mean I'm not doing things that aren't fun or re-energizing to me. And in fact, a lot of the work I choose to do for the very reason you were just describing is because I derive a ton of fun and satisfaction from it. Like it's, it just, really enlivens me. Like I get up in the morning, looking forward to it. So it's not like a dreading getting up and going to work kind of a thing. It's like, Oh, I get to do this today, or I get to do this new creative thing today or, or whatever. I get to talk to these people today. Um, All of that, you know, is really exciting to me. And so, you know, sometimes I kind of tease, I'm like, well, my hobby, you know, this thing is my hobby. I just happen to earn money doing it, but (laughs) it's my hobby. And that to me is
1: living the dream. I want everybody to feel that way because I feel that way too. Um, And I did for most of even my first career, but you got to pay attention to it when that's not there and figure out that's very personal. You know, Mm -hmm. what it is that lights you up is very personal. So, you know, my, my advice is figure out what that is. If you, if somebody were to ask you what lights you up about your work and you don't have an answer, find an answer, Mm -hmm. you know, figure out what it is you need, because I think everybody can have that. Not all the time. But on the balance.
0: Yes. And, and that's a really key point. Like, we're not suggesting that just because you have stuff you have to do day to day that you don't love, that you should jettison your current job and try to do something else and chase that unicorn. Like there's no such thing as a job or a career where you never have to do things you don't want to do. We all have to do tedious things. We all have to do repetitive things or things that just aren't our favorite thing. You know, I have things I'm good at. I have things I'm okay at. I tend to want to focus my time on the things I'm really good at, but that doesn't mean I can just let the the other things go. They still have to happen. uh, And maybe I have to slog through it a little bit more. It's not my favorite, but I still have to do those things. So we're not suggesting that that's not the case, or that you should get rid of a job just because of those things. But it's it's about finding balance. And it's about it's about finding what's the right balance for you. Uh, and is there enough of the fulfillment piece? Is there enough yeah. of the enlivening, you know, the the energizing piece um, to, to push you through even, you know, when you're dealing with the slog? Uh, that's, I think, the question, right?
1: Yeah. And I relate very much to what you're saying. I mean, the way I describe it for my world now is when I'm working in my business, when I'm seeing clients, when I'm taught, having these conversations with people like you, when I'm doing speaking or running workshops, that's the stuff that I love. When I'm working on my business, sending out proposals, invoices, marketing, those things, <laughs> that is what facilitates the other stuff. And so yep. you have to just sort of, you know, put that into perspective and yeah, look at it as, as on balance.
0: Excellent. And I'm sorry, I interrupted you or you were no. on a roll. Uh, <laughs> what's I? the next thing you want to <laughs> Oh, I can always on? get
1: back on a roll, John. No problem. <laughs> I think maybe one, I'll mention one other of the pillars that may surprise people a little bit, but it's connections. Mm-hmm. Connections are very important to people in terms of their career fulfillment Because that can mean so many things. First of all, it's building a network that can help you. I mean, I firmly believe that when people are looking for new opportunities, it's your network that can get them for you much of the time. Even if you find an opportunity somewhere, the first place to look is, who do I know that works at that company that has business with that company that can make that connection for me. So from a career building standpoint, connections can be everything. These are people that can advocate for you, provide references, that kind of thing. Um, and then it's also just the human connections. I mean, most people, if you ask them about when were they happiest in their career, there's some element of working on a team and mm-hmm. and bringing the best out in each other. Now, there's a lot of us that are introverts and I, Frankly, I am an extroverted introvert, so I get Me what too. that means. That doesn't fuel everybody. But for the most part, there's some element of having that connectedness with others. It helps you get through the tough times and it and it gives you the platform for celebration when you together come up with the, the really great breakthroughs and things like that. So that's one that people don't always think about that I think is critically important.
0: Yeah. And just to, to comment on that, I have a a good friend that just recently made a pretty significant career transition and, um, at the beginning of the year. So just a, you know, less than a month into this. Um, and she's super happy about it. Uh, she loves the decision and, and she's not regretting it, but she's also dealing with the shift in the relationships, the, that relational piece of all the connections she had and her old job and the work that she was doing. Um, you know, it's not like all of a sudden those relationships all just vanish but she doesn't have the daily interaction with them anymore and she has to be more deliberate about making sure she takes the time to to connect with them and and then sh- now she's in this new place where she has to develop new relationships and yeah. and we were talking the other day and she was just talking about how as excited as she is for this transition she's also feeling lonely and she's feeling you know like that that's that's something that will have to change over time that and I trust it will like she'll be fine um but but if it didn't, if if she continued to just not reconnect and make those new connections, chances are she would not end up finding this transition to be a good transition, right? Because those relationships, that human piece, is just so essential, and it doesn't yeah. have to be just extroverts. Like like you said, I'm I'm it's a spectrum, but I'm I'm really an extroverted introvert, and um you know I like my my downtime and I like my my own time, and I don't always want to be around people, but I do want enough opportunity to connect with other people, yeah. um you know. And and so if if I went from you know a hundred to zero overnight, yeah, I would feel you know sad about that. I would I would feel perhaps a little bit lost. And so you can't uh, forget that that is a a critical component. That's just a an innate human component uh, right. for most people that they're really going to need and derive from their career. If you're making a transition, you just have to know that that's gonna be part of it. And it's, it could be a a challenging piece uh, as you're making that transition and developing new relationships.
1: Yeah, I think what you're saying is important. And I think this is where self-awareness can come into play too, where you recognize what it is you need and fill the bucket to that extent. And sometimes if you're the new person in the situation, you may have to be very purposeful about that. You may have to really connect with people for for coffee or for something simple or ask people questions about a certain situation. Most people like to help other people, but you may have to ask for it. And I think people need to be especially aware of that now that we're in this post-pandemic phase. There's so many more hybrid or remote working relationships. Sometimes those points of connection don't come organically and you have to make them happen. So if you need them, do it. Most people are open to it.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, Randy, this has just been a fantastic conversation. I know at the time, I'm gonna need to let you go here in just a minute. Um, we could go on and on, but that's why you have... Uh, Great resources on your website and you have a a self-assessment that people can do. Uh, As we wrap up, if you can take a moment and just share with people again how they can connect with you, where they can find out more information about you, uh, and then give us the final word on the topic for today.
1: Sure. So there are um, two places that are best to reach me. One is through my website, which is, again, Randy, R-A-N-D-I, RobertsCoaching.com. You can connect with me through there. You contact me and then the resources are available to you. But the other way people can hear more from me is through my own podcast and YouTube channel, both of which are called Fulfilling Career, Happy Life, because that's what I want for them. And a final word on the subject, what I would say is these things, you know, thinking about what you need, finding how you can get in the driver's seat of your own career and really make those things happen, start with, Knowing yourself, knowing what you need, but starts even further with giving yourself permission to make that okay, to make that important. It will fuel your success, which helps anybody that you're working with. So if it feels selfish, it's not just selfish. Give yourself permission to do it.
0: I love it. Thank you, Randy. This has again, been a great pleasure. I encourage the audience to reach out, get connected, find out more about what Randy can do for you. And as always, I hope everyone can stay healthy and safe that you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day. And I hope you all have a great week. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the podcast. We hope you stay healthy and safe, and please join us again soon.